Good evening and welcome to a bi-week edition of the JMU Sports Blog Podcast. I'm Todd. I'm joined as always by my buddy Rob. What's up, Rob? Hey, how's everybody going or doing or whatever? <laughs> I'm not, can I say good morning? You say yeah, good, good morning. Yeah, you good say evening. good evening. I'll, I'll yeah. say good morning. Figure for, most for people morning leave tomorrow. Yeah, listen tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. Um, yes. Well, welcome back, everybody. We are thrilled tonight. Rob and I just um, got done recording a segment that is one of our favorites every year. And I think we're both pretty excited about sharing it with you tonight. But before that, we wanted to welcome everybody in. We want to say thank you to Pale Fire. Thank you to Mossy Creek. Our sponsors are fantastic. We're not going to go into it too much. I do know that Mossy Creek got some fantastic new stickers today, like a thousand new stickers. So you could go in there. You mentioned the podcast. You get one of those free stickers. They look awesome. So I've been posting about it today. Um, so go do that. Uh, go buy Pale Fire anytime. You get a free pint glass for mentioning the podcast. Uh, Rob, we got to start uh, before we get into uh, basketball and football. Uh, I don't know if you saw those highlights from women's soccer over the weekend, but that was incredible. Oh, my gosh. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. So, that was nuts. It was nuts. So, just beautiful finishes. And then, like, it literally was down to, like, the last second. The last yeah. second. They do that goofy countdown in college soccer. Yeah, college soccer. And it was under a minute what's left. coming. Yeah. 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 There was, like, a minute oh, left oh in my regulation. Gosh. And they tied it to in the semifinal uh, this past weekend at Delaware. And then there was under 10 seconds and then the save, to go. The save by the oh, keeper, the save by too. the keeper. On the one, oh my gosh, yeah. that was crazy! And then literally, Jamie, you got a penalty kick with well, I don't know, twenty seconds to go in overtime, and corner, corner kick. Sorry, corner kick. Yeah. And um, girl headed it in for with under ten seconds to go in the game. I mean, the announcer said Jamie is going to the final. It was yeah, fantastic. It was go back and watch it. Yeah. Uh, huge congrats to them. Um, Haley Crawford has been everything to that team. Just watching some of those highlights, um, mm-hmm. it's it's awesome to watch. They will be playing for the CAA championship this coming Saturday. So here's a team we thought might be out of it a few weeks ago. And here they are uh, 90 minutes away, potentially from going to the big dance. So yeah. big congrats to them. Uh, it's awesome to see men's soccer uh, finishing up their season this week as well. So lots of good stuff there. And I think that's really all we have up front, Rob. Um, Rob, I, I think it's fair to say we love this interview. Um, he's one of our favorite people to talk to. Uh, everybody enjoy. We are welcoming in women's basketball's Coach O'Regan. <laughs> we'll talk to you guys on the other side. Oh, welcome back to the JMU Sports Blog Podcast. Um, we are thrilled tonight to be joined by one of our all-time favorite guests, and I think probably our most frequent recurring guest, um, the head coach of the JMU women's basketball team, Sean O'Regan. Uh, welcome, Coach. Hey, thanks for having me again. I didn't know I was getting an accolade. The most yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> we love talking to you. So, um, Coach, we I think like a lot of people, we are really excited for your team this year. I'm sure you are even more excited than we are. Um, and we don't want to lock you into anything, um, <laughs> you know, about your actual lineups and whatnot. But we, we had to start off by asking you about um, how excited you are as a coach to – maybe be trotting out a lineup that includes at various times, five seniors this year. <laughs> so I, I know uh, we, we got barrier smalls, uh, Cooper Williams, Merritt and Benita's all back this year. How exciting is that for you? No, I mean, it's, uh, it's really exciting and it, it, it certainly comes with some expectations. Right. And, uh, <laughs> you know, but, but for me, I would rather have that, you know, I, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, 
I'm not afraid of those those things and those challenges and stuff like that. Especially, I bet you every coach in the country wishes they had five seniors that have played as much as those kids have played. I mean, those mm-hmm. you're not talking about kids that sat their first two years. I mean, right. you, you know, uh, Cooper Williams and Smalls were rookie of the year in two different years. You know, Barry wow. was an all rookie team, and and Benitez was, uh, you know, at Sienna she was, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, that's what's so unique about it. It's like those five kids have played since they were freshmen. So, um, you know, our, our, uh, one of our good sport, like Kurt Dudley, you know, Kurt, everybody, everybody yeah. Kurt <laughs> he gave me like some ridiculous stat, like how many minutes they've played combined. And it's like insane, you know? Uh, <laughs> but you know, I don't, I don't know exactly, you know, I, I do, but I don't, um, what a consistent starting lineup will be. I mean, obviously Smalls and, and Barrier, Cooper Williams, but <laughs> messing with the idea of, of Benitez coming off the bench and, and again, mm-hmm. throwing the, the sophomore point guard, Matty Green, in there. So it's it's um, it might fluctuate throughout the year. We're combinations now. So it's certainly fun, though. I mean, come on. Five seasons. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's got to be Coach's dream. You know, particularly the major, mid-major. I mean, we don't look ahead, but that's this is the type of team on paper that can really do some damage uh, – if they get in the tournament, you know, with sort of experience. Yeah. But coach, speaking of Madison Green, um, she's someone that Todd and I were talking about. We we kind of have our eyes on her to fill the Logan Reynolds kind of glue guy or glue gal, I guess yep. we shall say. Um, what other players, you know, aside from the seniors, should we be aware of and, and you think that are going to step up and maybe elevate their games? Well, yeah, um, <laughs> there, there's a lot of possibilities, <laughs> to be honest with you. I, w- I wish there wasn't as many. It make my my nights easier when I'm up thinking about this, but um, mm-hmm. no, the, the uh, Maddie Maddie Green will be uh, have a huge role, no doubt in my mind, and um, very very different role than Logan, but a similar one in the same sense. You know, Logan was, you know, almost <laughs> afraid to shoot a three. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. So um, Matt Maddie's not afraid at all, and and a little bit more of a natural scorer. So so she's gonna she's gonna step into you know, a lot of minutes, um, you know, our two scrimmages, she played really well down the stretch of our, of our first and made tough, like a bunch of tough plays, which reminded me of Logan. Um, but, you know, I like the positive that the Kiki Jefferson thing is, is no joke now. Okay. <laughs> she, we were just watching highlights. Yeah, oh my we, we've gosh. been watching YouTube videos. And, yeah. <laughs> what can she not do? I mean, I, on various like recruiting sites, I've seen her listed as, basically guard forward small forward power forward center shooting guard and i'm like well that's gotta be wrong and then you watch the highlights and she's like six feet tall she can run the floor she can dribble she can shoot looks like she can finish with either hand and it she, really looks like yeah. a, a big time big time recruit yeah she no she's um you know what you didn't really we had him here in august and we did the 10 practices and she was fine but man you know a freshman she's lost in a lot of ways mm-hmm. and we went to europe and it was like Oh, oh, she just gets it. Okay, that, that was, <laughs> you know, it's like one of those ones. But um, she does. She's got. She's got work to do. I mean, she's got. To, she's got to get a whole lot more polished. But that's me being the coach and not being the fan of of what we're about to see <laughs> because um, the, the kids just has a knack for scoring the ball. Um, she just knows how to play. She's all about it. I mean, every single every single day after practice, she's getting up shots every single day. To the point, I'm like yelling at her to get up to the weight room, um, <laughs> you know. But but those two, Maddie, Maddie and Kiki, will, will add to those seniors. Um, but after that is is really what what the uh, the, the roulette wheel kind of. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Jalen Caradine has had a, as good a fall as anybody. As kind of a utility, 
uh, kind of four or five. She, I mean, super athletic. It uh, still makes some mistakes, but but is really growing um, and maturing a little bit. Um, her, Eleanor, um, Nikki Oppenheimer, a kid from Syracuse, the shooter from Syracuse. I mean, uh, our other freshman, Rain Tucker. She's become a problem on you know kind of going against the starting group. She causes problems for them. So it's you know it's um it's a it's a really really dangerous group <laughs> and i'm trying to figure out a way to get them all minutes but uh, it's going to be hard with with the heavy seniors because i jackie benitez can play 40 minutes kamaya smalls can play 35 37 minutes mm-hmm. so I, I don't i don't necessarily need them all but it's um you know we've got some some really good talent that's for sure this is exciting to hear coach <laughs> yeah. um well, as we look out into the season, and we don't mean to overlook Longwood on Wednesday at all. Um, I know. You know, <laughs> it's going to be an exciting uh, exciting start to the season with the doubleheader and everything. Yeah. Um, but we just want to say, as longtime fans, um, yeah. we just wanted to say thanks for this out-of-conference schedule overall. Um, you know, I know you're not the only one who puts this together, yeah, but sure. your whole group that puts it together, it's, it's really exciting for fans. Um, for those that don't know, JMU is um, embarking on a what would we say a ambitious out of conference schedule this year, <laughs> and uh, they have the team maybe to challenge for that kind of schedule this year. And uh, we were just wondering how excited slash nervous are you? Um, you guys are kind of a quasi Big East member this year. <laughs> You're playing Villanova, Georgetown, and St. John's all in the first you know six or seven games. Yeah, and sure. that's alongside two ACC teams. So, um, you know, is that really exciting for you? Yeah, it is. Uh, you know, I mean, it was, it was, you know, really hard for me at the end of last year, not getting in the tournament and, mm-hmm. and really you know, having the resume to get in and, and everybody I <sighs> talked to about it um, was, you know, just like, Hey, that's unlucky. Well, yeah. Right. <laughs> but um, yeah, the, the first team out, oh! <laughs> I mean, it hurt. It hurt. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, um, we put ourselves in position because of the challenging schedule. And, and that's that's what I'm all about. And so um, for me, that's what I want. And, and you know, when you're scheduling with other teams, you can't always um, pick the flow of games how you want. So you might want, you know, a couple warm ups before you play. Well, you know, <laughs> Villanova doesn't want to play down there. They want to play November. It's like, OK, let's play then. So for me, it's. Um, I don't care when it happens. And some, some of those teams, it might be better to get early. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping Maryland might be one of those because <laughs> they, they got some freshmen. Uh-huh. And maybe it'll be their first road game and maybe they're not, you know, they don't have their sleeves rolled up yet. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, don't, I, I just love the competition. And that's what, that's what we're here for. That's what we recruit to. You know, when we're recruiting, it's, it's uh, you want to play against the best. I'll get you those. I'm just – I'm going to get them in the first half of the year versus the ACC is going to get them in the second half of the year. So, right. um, You know, I I try to get as much as we can. And, you know, um, our assistant Ian Caskell and and I, we sit in the office sometimes shaking our heads like, are you sure about this? Is this where you you want to do here? Uh, But no, I I love the schedule. We've done, obviously we beat Georgetown twice last year, beat St. John's last year. Um, But it's never, you know, it's never something you can bank on. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I think St. John's got a lot better. I think Georgetown, they lost some seniors. Uh, Villanova lost that lost the kids. So, you know, I I don't want to say expect to win, but you know that's how we've that's sure. kind of how we've come to. Um, and, and I'm I'm not looking past Longwood. Don't get me wrong. Let me slide that in there. Right. That's coach talk, you know. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, I mean um, Villanova's beaten us 
twice in my career and I feel like they got away with one each time. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, Kamaya and, Le- and Lexi and, and Devin and, and Kayla, they all know that they've seen that. So, um, I'm hoping they, they don't look past Longwood either, but it's going to be fun. It's going to yeah. be fun, and uh, hopefully we can we can do what we want to do and put ourselves in position that, you know, you know we're planning on winning the CAA tournament anyway, but just in case, just in case, <laughs> yeah. you know, you want to you leave yourself a, uh, a backup plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and Coach, I mean, I don't know if listeners heard, but you would mentioned it's Maryland's first road game. How yeah. did you pull off getting Maryland, you know, a top-five team, you know, perennial power, to come and play a road game. That's something that is very difficult to do as a mid-major. How did you guys pull that off? Well, um, I, I don't exactly know. <laughs> <laughs> um, other, than, other than just asking, you know. And uh, yeah. I've got a lot of respect for Brenda Freeze, what she's done for sure. Um, yeah. But the last time they were here was my very first year. And it was 07, 08. And we, we had them on the ropes. We were up 10 mm-hmm. with 10 minutes to go. And I thought she would never come back here. Um, <laughs> but I do think there's some – I think that they've really, I don't know, something different with their scheduling philosophy where they're looking for, you know, we're a good RPI mm-hmm. uh, win if they can beat us. Yeah, right. That their mindset maybe changed a little bit, but I'm all for it. And, and we're trying to, we're trying to pick a date right now to continue the series. So cool. um, now I'm trying to get that date done before we play them at home, you know, <laughs> <laughs> just in case we come out on top, they might not want to come back. <laughs> um, we're, we're trying to get that done, but really, um, just pounding the pavement, I, you know, Ian's done a great job making calls. I mean, if, if really, if you go to our schedule now, but even next year, it, it's Virginia and Mason, um, uh, you know, GW, mm-hmm. you know, all those is, is starting to get a little bit more local than we've had in the past, you know, mm-hmm. uh, which, which is great. I think that fan wise is great, but, uh, I, I'm, I'm glad, uh, coach freeze is willing to come down here and, and stick their neck out a little bit because hopefully we can we can pack the convo and give somebody a memory, you know? Yeah. 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 That'd be fantastic. Well, as yeah. we uh, wrap up the uh, couple of notes for, for fans, as we wrap up the out of conference talk, that Maryland game at JMU is next is a week from Wednesday. So mm-hmm. the November 13th, um, it's a big opportunity for students and fans in the Valley to get to uh, see a pretty, a really high level game. So that's exciting. And then I know you guys go to GW later. So yeah. for all the uh, soda, Northern Virginia, D.C. area alumni, you'll get a chance to see the team up here as well. Yeah, um, sure. And then the last one, Coach, I was just – we were kind of laughing, looking ahead. You know, it's not impossible. You guys go to UVA, what, the following – in mid-December, I think. Uh-huh. And, yeah, yeah, or, yeah, no, yeah. Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving weekend, right? Yeah. Yeah. Sure, so yeah. the Saturday of Thanksgiving. And uh, if football can do their job and uh, <laughs> get a buy, that, that weekend would be free for – a lot of people to make the trip over the mountain or come up from Richmond to see a, another big rivalry. So that'd be really cool. <laughs> yeah, that'd be, that'd be great. And I'm, I'm really glad we got them back. We did a, um, we did a two for one with them um, to try to, you know, just, just to try to get that series going. It's just so, mm-hmm. so nice to play them an hour away. Yeah. Uh, and, and they got a new regime over there with, with Tina Thompson, which is great, but yeah, that'd be great. I mean, uh, bring all the fans over, set a quick hour. It's a day mm-hmm. game. You'd be time for dinner. It'd be perfect. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome so now the other big thing that this year that the storyline for both men's and women's is the last year in the combo mm-hmm. um what are your goals for kind of closing it out and how excited are you looking forward to the to the new union bank and trust center yeah well um i guess the first thing for me is is closing it down the right way you know mm-hmm. um 
you know, I've had, I've had too many memories in this place um, to not really understand, you know, maybe if they had, you know, when Kenny left, if they had hired somebody new, they might not have known the the history that I feel with it. Um, Mm -hmm. But, you know, just talking about being at that Maryland game where we're, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, and would tend to go at places rocking 6,000 people, you know, Kirby and Nikki's um, Kirby (laughs) senior night with 6,005, you know, I got too many, you know, beating Syracuse, beating Virginia, even, even tech last year. So, um, for me, I know all that history and I, I have a lot of pride and it's actually going to, my players probably going to think I'm crazy halfway through because I'm (laughs) even if we're winning, we got to win the kind of thing. Um, but I would, you know what I would love and I think it would be a a storybook kind of thing is to just go undefeated the last year. Mm. Um, and not going undefeated playing, you know, (laughs) Uh, yeah, no offense, but no, like Norfolk State, you know, you're playing yeah. Maryland, you're playing, you're playing St. John's, you're bringing some teams in here, mm-hmm. and to be able to go undefeated and send it out that way with a pretty epic senior class, yeah, you know, that to me is like pretty storybook. And, and the fact that the men go to the tournament before us, I mean, it's art, we get the last game, and you know, I think bringing back, oh, yeah. bringing back alumni, you know, make it, we have, yeah. a, we have a home weekend, which will be the last weekend of the whole thing. I mean, come on. I, I got chill bumps talking about it right now. You know, it's, <laughs> it's, um, it's a very cool thing. And I, I think if we can, you know, I mean, it'd be great, right? You, you clinch a regular season title, some, something like that, where you, you yeah. really send this place out in the, in the fashion in which it served us over the years. Um, that would, that would be, I mean, that'd be great for me, but uh, yeah, particularly because, yeah. like, as fans, like, there's a lot of good memories, um, tons for yeah. basketball fans, but particularly the women's team. And, yeah. and I, I think it's got to be somewhat bittersweet because the the fans have come out so strong over the years in the combo, have really made it one of the most difficult places to play yeah. in ways that that it hasn't been for the men, but like for the women, and it's just it's great. And the the pep band, I think of more as as like we've got to start with like and reach the fever pitch with the women's team, and, right? And right. that NIT run years ago, and it really is just like a like just an impossible place to play. It's great when you walk out of there and hear opposing teams fans yeah, who kind of just you know shake their head and be like, nothing you can do with the crowd like that. <laughs> no, <laughs> no it, it it is, man. It, it's um, and that's what I'm glad you kind of said. I don't I don't certainly want to brag on the on the women's <laughs> side of it all, you know. I yeah, just, yeah. But but it that's I mean it's been unbelievable, man. It's it's one of the best places to play college basketball in women's basketball in the whole country. I don't care what anybody else says. Oh yeah. Without a doubt. It's so true. And it's, uh, yeah, I knew, I knew an assistant AD at South Florida who we played them in that, in that WNIT run with Mm -hmm. Kenny, but we beat Virginia and Syracuse. And the next year he came up to, to one of our home games. And he said, yeah, our AD was at the game last year. He told me to come up and mimic what you guys are doing. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I, and that's what it's almost like honoring what the place has done for us because I know mm-hmm. what the place has done for us. And so for, for me, finding a way to honor that is you're playing, I don't know what, I think we have 15 home games if I'm off the top of my head and it's, you, oh, you're going to play the best 15 games of your, your life. And there, mm-hmm. don't, those players need to understand you know, even a long one, right? Use that, you know, mm-hmm. they better be pumped up through their ears to, to play that game because, mm-hmm. because you're starting, um, you're starting a stretch in which this is, this is, that's a special thing. How, how many players get to go through that to close down at what to me is like an epic building. 
So um, we'll, we'll be talking about that quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> That's great yeah. to hear. Yeah, yeah, we love it. Um, coach, just pivoting away for some fun questions for you. Uh, yeah. we, we know the uh, Team USA was like your all Celtics team this year, um, <laughs> this, this summer, right? Yeah, right. And, uh, right. We're That's kind of wondering, is that going to help or hurt your boys in green this year? Uh, you know what? I think, uh, and no disrespect, I think he's going to have a great career in Brooklyn. I think once you got rid of Kyrie, I think yeah. it's going to be a totally different dynamic. Okay? Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, yes. but he's getting what he wants, and I think um, – I think that's what Kyrie's always wanted is that he wants the, the, the sh- he wants to be the show and he'll be yeah, right. the show until Durant gets healthy. So yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Enjoy <laughs> your second play round playoff appearance this year. <laughs> yeah. uh, but no, no, the, uh, I think they will be great. I think, uh, you know, I think they were going through a really tough um, puzzle last year with, with Gordon, yeah. with, I, I just had too many pieces. Mm-hmm. And so I think, uh, I think this year will be a little bit more of getting back to, to what Brad wants to do with them. So I think it'll be a good thing in the end, even though I don't know if they, it was tough to watch, man. The TV will say, <laughs> I know. You're like, not, no, less <laughs> minutes, less minutes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, I was like, I got to watch this. This is our team. Oh. <laughs> 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 and the coach just on the WNBA front, I realized she was yeah. a rival back when she played college ball. But how cool was it to see Della Don as a former CAA player, you know, lead a team to a title? Yeah, no, that w- it was. It was. Um, I actually had a couple moments where you're looking at Della Don, who played at Delaware, John Quell Jones. We played against the GW, yeah, and, and Natasha Cloud is St. Joe's. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. it's crazy to me. And and obviously in the semis, watching Tim Young, yeah, yeah it was, yeah. It was a really, um, you know, I don't know if I'm getting old and I, I'm learning player, you know, <laughs> um, but, but no, that was a cool thing. And I, it, it's funny. I, I still can't just wash that off. Like I just still can't like totally root for Della. I just can't. Yeah. It's like, my know, kids are big fans team. and it's a little it's, tough for me. Like it's, we started, she lives down the road from us. Like yeah, the days, right. we started walking on the road. My kids were all excited. And I was like, that's cool. But there's still history there. You know, some painful <laughs> yeah. memories. I still got some scars for that one. Yeah. Uh, but no, man, she was like, it was, it, I really enjoyed sitting with Kenny and really scheming on her because it was such a challenge, man. I mean, yeah. six, five can, can do anything and I'll never forget a uh, combo moment, right? Yeah. Her, um, her freshman year, we didn't know how to guard her. Nikki right. was a freshman too. She wasn't ready. We tried to guard her with a center and, and she has 54 and Dawn has 38. And we win. <laughs> We win now. Yeah. yeah. But that was, man, it was like my mouth was open. She was seven for eight from three that game. It was crazy. Oh, so, she's, yeah. she's next level. I still get that. She's still a blue hen. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> uh, well, Coach, um, I'm going to ask this because Rob has asked this in the past. Um, okay. I said we hate to put, you know, we're, we're mid-major fans. You're, you're a coach at JMU, and it's – insane how much pressure gets put on uh your sure. team based on you know a couple days in march and <laughs> you guys went through some real heartbreak last year with the injury as well uh leading into the ca tournament yeah. um, but we did ask coach shelley a couple years ago rob said uh is the expectation a national title and she said <laughs> yes and we felt really bad and we talked about editing it out and uh and sure <laughs> enough they won the whole damn thing <laughs> so um so we can't help but ask, but you got this team, you got a potential, uh, you know, storybook last run in the combo, you know, is this year, I mean, do you all sit as a team and say a sweet 16 run really is a, is a goal for this team? 
All right, so um, I'm gonna I'm gonna see. It's like a it's like a jinx. So she she said it and she did it. So count me in, man. Right. Going sweet sixteen. Okay, uh, you heard it here first. Right, there you count go. me in. All no, right, but but it but it, it. I mean, I think we're now. You know, you know how it is. You got to yeah, be healthy yeah. and all that stuff. But but yeah, I be, I I fully believe that our team is, is that level of talent right now and experience. I yep. think the experience part really elevates us. And I, it just, to, to me, yeah, why isn't that the expectation? That mm-hmm. is what I'm thinking. But I don't, you know, me, I'm nervous about Longwood. Right, you know? exactly. <laughs> yeah, so are we. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. But, but, of course, that, that's, 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 why not? Why not set big goals? And, right. uh, you know, for me, that's, that's what we're, we're chasing, that, that kind of elite level. And I think um, – I think with with the opportunity and and the health, you know, I yeah yeah count me in because um, we've we've got we've got kids that I me mean, I mean Kamai Kamai is hungry Kamai just mm-hmm. wants like one of the better um, you know leaders I've ever seen yeah. it's just like she, she just whatever you want me to do I'm doing it you yeah know? Um, and that that resonates now so I guess count me in let's that, go that's what I like to hear all right all right we love it. Yeah. No, I do think I do think um, I've always said, and Kenny and I used to talk about this quite a bit. Was we we went and we beat Gonzaga in the first round the one year. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep, and then we lose to Texas A and M. So the whole you're you're gone, right? So you you don't come back to JMU. You right. win the first game, yep. and before you can come back, you lose. Right. So it's like, okay, you're coming back. You still lost. You but just I want that next I week, would, right? Yeah, I would love to see this place. Yeah. When you went to and you're going to what what's that week going to be like? Oh, my gosh. Like, you know, this place will be nuts. This place yeah. will be on cloud nine. That would be fun. Oh, that would yeah, be awesome. certainly would. Yeah, that's always yeah. the dream. It's hard for all you guys because it falls right around spring break for the students, too. So, right. you, you know, you're hoping to get that one more week to get back and see everyone. Yeah, it's yeah. a tough one. Right. But uh, we, we will be rooting for your team all season, Coach. Uh, Rob, you got sure. anything else here? No, just once again, thanks, thanks, Coach. Really enjoy having you on. Uh, oh, yeah. Appreciate you giving us time all the time. We're really looking forward to this team, both the seniors and some of the new faces. I think it's going to be a really exciting year and, you know, close the combo out in style. Yeah. No, I appreciate you guys. No, I, I do appreciate the support. It's going to be, it's going to be a fun year, and, and we'll uh, – we got to make people proud. That's the goal. That's, uh, we love it. So, Coach, we will uh, – I don't know. We'll talk to you again at some point down the road, hopefully when you guys are on a big winning streak this year. <laughs> I'll take it, man, anytime, you know. So, Thanks, Coach. All right. All right. Okay, good. See ya. See ya. And we're back. <laughs> Rob, how great was that, talking to Coach O? Oh, he's, he's the best, man. He's my, he's my favorite guest. Bar yeah. Um, I just enjoy talking to him. He's such a friendly guy, so enthusiastic, enthusiastic about his team, um, and he's got every right to be this year. I mean, on paper, they are so- yeah, you've got three starters or probable starters on the first two all CAA teams. You got Jefferson coming in. Um, just a- absolutely thrilled to, to see the season kick off, and just love talking to him. Such a fun guy to, to chat with, and really glad that he's with JMU and, and leading such a successful program. Yeah, it's really cool, and and we said it on the podcast or on the interview, but it's so funny. Like Jefferson is. It's just exciting, right? I, I can't I can't think of a freshman at JMU in the last ten years in any sport that I've been like where I was aware of them before the season started to this level, you know? 
Um, yeah. Right. And like women's basketball, thankfully, hasn't reached the recruiting madness of men's basketball. Right. Um, but she's really good. You look at the highlights and you look at, I think she was, it came down like Villanova, Boston College, and JMU. Mm-hmm. Um, but she was like Pennsylvania State Player of the Year a couple times, all state. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a winner, you mm-hmm. know, won state championships. She can do it all. I mean, you, you don't see people that big doing like Euro steps and they're on the open floor and everything. She is really, really something. I mean, people who, who haven't seen her play, go check out the highlights. She's fantastic. And the idea that she can kind of come in and just maybe, you know, spot people for minutes with mm-hmm. all these seniors, it could be awesome. You know, she could be instant offense off the bench, but they don't need her to be. She can just fill in this year with all the experience they have. But you heard Coach talking like she's clearly one of the top seven in the rotation. Yeah. Just based on what he was telling us. Yeah. And as a freshman – with a team with expectations like this, that says a lot about her. Yeah, I don't know if she was a freshman or a sophomore at the time, but I think of um, the early part of Jasmine Guafme's career. Yeah. You know, when she was able to kind of develop, and by the end of the season, early in her career, she, you know, clearly was maybe the best, one of the best, like one of the most important, if nothing else, to the team's success by the end of the season. But part of that was because she had the chance to develop with lots of talented and, and experienced players around her. And that's kind of, I mean, that's the closest comparison I could think of. And yeah, I'm, and, and Kiki might be even better. So, yeah. you know, at yeah. least offensively, her game, it looks more developed. So yeah, yeah, it's, it's really exciting to see. It's going to um, be really cool. Yeah. So congrats again to women's soccer. Um, awesome to talk about uh, women's hoops tonight. Rob, I, I, I don't know if we mentioned this, but uh, Steve Buckhans is doing the color commentary with Kurt Dudley this weekend. Yeah, that's that, that's that's kind of bittersweet. I've been watching. It's real bittersweet. It's real bittersweet. Um, I yeah. wish he wasn't available, but I'm glad he's doing it. I was watching the Wizards tonight, and mm-hmm. nothing against these new guys, but it's going to take me a long time to even like break break the glass and give them a chance. You know? Yeah, like, that's exactly. I'm so bitter. You know, they, me too. and they're fine at their jobs. It's nothing personal. They didn't do anything. You know, a job opens up, you apply for it. You don't know who's got it and how much we all love. You know. Buck and, and Phil Chenier. Mm-hmm. But even, you know, Chenier hurt, but it was really painful this year. Yeah, it really to was. Watching without Buck, it's tough. And the way they just kind of didn't come out and make a definitive statement about it, the way they kind of let it roll through the, you know, the early part of the offseason before they finally, I, I don't know, just the whole thing about it was at, at a time, and, and Rob, I know it's too sweet for you, but at a time when it's been so positive for DC sports, <laughs> you know, in so many ways, and, and some of that credit does go to Leonsis and sort of the Caps, Wizards, Mystics conglomerate. Um, this was a real tough one for me to take. And um, They yeah. could have done it right. They, they could have announced it felt. early, had a conversation with him, and then made it like a, a going-away party. Yeah. You know? um, and they came around late with Chenier. Remember they retired his jersey after mm-hmm. the fact? Yeah. That was, that was a, I'm sure they'll do something nice for Buck, but I don't know. Man. It's going to take a while for those wounds to heal. So, yeah. uh, long story short, very excited to hear him on the broadcast. Very disappointed that he's not doing the Wizards tonight. <laughs> yes. It's going to be cool, though, to have – I mean, you know, I'm sure it's, it's going to be, be awesome. fun for him to do color and let Kurt do the play-by-play. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure it's also going to be cool for us as fans um, to have two pros. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, absolute pros in the booth. And Buck is not faking his Dukes fandom. No. He really follows the team. He, he's into it. Like, he, he loves JMU as much as anybody will ever meet. Yeah, poor poor Rob uh, missed our opportunity when I got to talk to Buck in Frisco a couple years ago um, mm-hmm. here on the podcast. And, yeah, he wasn't faking anything. 
And Rob, speaking of that, I did listen to Coach Rowe today mm-hmm. at the press conference, and you would have enjoyed, um, and I know Buck would have enjoyed. Uh, he, we kind of they asked somebody asked him today the same question we asked uh, Coach O about it being the last year at the Convo, and you know I don't know that anybody is more connected to the Convo than Coach Rowe, and um, it was interesting that he he mentioned that he had talked to McClinton and Colaserto both about what that meant and how they should handle it and, and, you know, what the old guys wanted to do. Did they want to come, you know, how did they want to handle uh, closing down the convo? And I, I thought you would have gotten a kick out of that for sure. Yeah. I, mean, it's, I, I can't believe basketball starting and I'm, I'm trying right. to just leave it, leave it kind of on, on the back burner for a while. Mm-hmm. But at, because I'm an idiot or glutton for punishment, I actually think this team could be very good. I think so too. Like I'm, I, you know, I mean, you've heard me talk about Lewis. I, I love the guy. Mm-hmm. I think he's good. I, I think Banks is terrific. I think Jacobs could take a leap forward. And I just like we're excited about Keegan Jefferson, yeah. take it down a few notches. Not too many, but a few notches. I feel that way with Michael Christmas. Yeah. I, I think he could be a real special player. So I, I don't know. Like I, I want so badly for Roe to succeed, as we've talked about ad nauseum. Mm-hmm. You know, such a great guy. But I do think that he's got the culture right. I think he's recruiting well. And um, the CAA is not what it once was. Nope. And it's kind of there for the taking. Like it's going to be a battle. You're going to have the usual suspects up near the top, but Jamie was picked to finish what? Fourth. Yeah. When fourth. was the last time that yeah. happened? Had a couple yeah. first place votes. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, and you saw like last year, I mean, you hate to hang it all on one thing, but the team hung tough and had a huge one against Hofstra yep. late in the year. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited for the team. And much I, like I, the women, I mean, they're not seniors, but they've got five, like you got upper class valuable members. contributors coming back. I mean, they, yeah. they have a full, a full five of, you know, with Wilson and I mean, they, they have some guys, you know, Parker, like they've got guys that have played a lot of good minutes before. So Parker got a ton of good minutes as a freshman. Yeah. Last year. Yeah. So I, I think this team, yeah, I think they're not going to be scared and it's going to give them a chance to, if they have some talent coming in and, and I heard it in, you could hear it in Rose voice today. That's the first time I've heard him. I think he was a little nervous to put expectations on the team, but it was the first time I've heard him. I mean, he really was excited about his class, his guys, like the yeah. full team. The whole team is his guys now, sort of, you know? Yeah. And, no, th- and, this is the Lou Rowe program right now. There's yeah, no, no that, traces of anything He else. didn't seem nervous about, you know, obviously the seat is, it's not hot, but it's warm, you know? Yeah. Um, I think it'd be really surprising for them to make a change. Um, Going into the new building, the unless there's the bottom falls out, you know. But mm-hmm. I think if, if they make it into the top four or five in the CAA and, and you know do what they're supposed to do, I don't. I, I it'd be really surprising to me to see them go in a different direction this coming year, you know. So I, I we certainly hope not. Uh, we're rooting like crazy for that team, and uh, yeah, it's, they start with a women's men's doubleheader. So maybe the women should be second in that. Um, they should probably be the headliner, but it is what it is. And uh, <laughs> hopefully the men will have lots of fans there because the women play before them. So that's what I'm hoping. Yeah. The strong lead. Yes. Right. Um, the, the family ties into night court lead. That's <laughs> <laughs> yes, right. The, the uh, growing pains into who's the boss. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Um, Rob, the last thing, uh, LOL spiders definitely canceled. Um, we should replace with go home, CAA, you're drunk. Yeah. What is going on with this conference? What in the world is going on with this conference? I, the Richmond I, blew out Stony Brook this weekend. 
a yeah. team that took JMU to overtime. Um, I don't even know what to say. And suddenly, JMU is playing the two second-place teams the next two weeks. At yes. Home. New Hampshire and Richmond, who we thought – Oh, we're we thought this was to the finish. Exactly. Yeah. We thought this was like stay healthy and get your seed. No, we're playing and, and, a number one team in the CAA in defense this week, and then a team in Richmond that just blew out a team that took us overtime the next week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I guess objectively speaking, we should be happy that the league's going, but like, I'm kind of scared. Like, yeah. these are tough games. I, I am happy they're coming off a bye. I am too, and that they lost. I'm sort of happy they lost to New Hampshire last year. Like yeah. coming off the bye, like yeah, like I don't imagine that most of the upperclassmen are going to overlook or be lethargic coming off a bye against a team that embarrassed them last year. I you got to think this is one that Nuch had had circled. Yeah, I got to think those you know, two interceptions and, and, getting benched, and just he's got to be dialed in. You know, he's he's been so yeah good about responding to criticism. Mm-hmm. I would think that Signetti probably has a good bit of criticism about the way that he played last year against New Hampshire. Um, and I think I'll handle it. And I, I'm actually pretty confident going into this weekend. Um, still very confident going to Richmond, but that's one that, yeah. Man, I thought that was going to be a cakewalk. And I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. And I don't know what's going to happen down the I mean, I think Villanova, they lost. Um, they've lost a few in a row. The JMU seems like everybody who has played JMU has struggled a little bit in the week after. Um, but like emotional hangover. Yeah, a little bit, a week or two after. But Villanova's still six and three. Uh, you know, they don't need – they've sort of already – I mean, they've had their losses to JMU. I think they lose to Stony Brook too. I, I think, you know, they've been through the hard part. Um, they probably only need one more win. But outside of that, I don't know who in this conference is a, is a lock. No, uh, I, mean, you know, I mean, you look at it compared to other conferences, you've got to put somebody in, but – I don't know, like objectively speaking, you look at it and there's what if Nova were to win out, they'd be a lock and Jamie's lock, but I don't know. I wouldn't consider Richmond a lock. I'm not confident Richmond or Albany or any of those teams are gonna win any week, any Saturday. You know? No, no. Um Stony Brook is basically one loss away from wasting a ton of talent and a and a great resume as of three weeks ago. Yeah. And I think Towson, despite the loss to JMU, is not that far off. I mean, if they could close it out with win three straight wins, they could play themselves right back in from yeah. as far back as they seem to be at the moment. Yeah. Um, some weird things with New Hampshire only playing 11 games. Like, who knows what's going to happen in this year? Um, yeah, it's, it's really nuts. And, and one thing I think JMU fans are going to hear a ton about the next few weeks is the JMU-Weber State two-seed argument. And I guess we'll just leave it where it is, Rob. I, I think we've tried to take it week to week this year. Um, Weaver blew out Sacramento State this weekend. Sacramento State lost their quarterback. It's pretty clear right now that NDSU, JMU, and Weber are one through three, and that NDSU is number one. Yeah. Um, Weber has two losses. They're both to FBS teams. They still have Montana on their schedule in at Montana. So, you know. The, the hay is not in the barn for them yet, but um, I don't know. I also think the CAA, I think in, in some ways it's that much more impressive that JMU has gotten to the position they, that they are in just while the rest, I mean, the conference is really deep and we, we sit here and we say, everybody's going to end up four and four and they're all going to kill themselves and cannibalize themselves and be six and six yeah, or seven it, and five. 
But if but, Jamie goes undefeated in that, how great does it make that's you? That's what I'm kind of like. If everybody else yeah. is like can't figure out who's good and the one team that rises above week after week, even at the end of – you know, even in, even in the weeks you're not playing well, that says something to me too. So I think JMU fans need to, need to let it all play out. And I think if JMU can win these three games, um, the rest will take care of itself is what I think. Um, but I guess we'll find out. So, yeah, Rob, I think we had one overtime from a friend tonight, right? Yeah, we got a couple suggestions, mm-hmm. but um, our buddy Priz came up with what we thought was a pretty good one, particularly for you, Todd. Congratulations on your Nats, I should say. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Rich threw out the kind of best parade slash championship antics, mm-hmm. and we can open this up to any sport. You know, in, in typical JMUSB fashion, we did zero prep for the overtime topic other than tweeting out – you know, send us some suggestions. And then we text each other two minutes before we go on and we haven't (laughs) thought about what we're doing. You know, there's no boundaries here. So I guess just give a couple of your favorite championship winning, whatever you got. So you can go first since you're, you're coming off the most recent championship. And and I will say as a Mets fan, I was very bitter. I was rooting against your boys. Um, It is a tough team to root against. I will say that. It is a likable bunch of ball players. Mm Mm-hmm. People might disagree with me after today, and there's some elements we, yeah. we, we won't go there. But, um, it's just it, it was a great World Series. Yeah, if you're a baseball really fan. You, you can't ask for anything else. It's funny, my, my kids. You know, you often learn yeah. more from your kids than you teach them, and some. And my kids were much better about this. They're both Mets fans too, mm-hmm. um, but they were rooting for the Nats. Sam was rooting, you know, throughout for Game Six. He's like, "Well, we want Game Seven. It's more baseball." <laughs> which is exactly, I feel like Good I kid. finally did something right as, as a parent. Yes, well done, right. And, and then James is like, well, I don't like the Nats, but my friends do. I want them to be happy. I was like, okay, that's good. And also good. It is super exciting around here to see it is. how the Nats have really captured the young kids. Like, it is. I was chatting with other parents at soccer or something on the weekend, and you see a ton of – you do, like, school drop-off, yep. or you go to a Little League field, or you go to mm-hmm. soccer. You will see a ton of Caps gear – and a ton of Nats gear. Yep. You don't see any Redskins gear None. anymore. That's the best part about this whole thing. Yeah. 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 My nephew, you know, Rob is nine and he and his best friend, Teddy, um, his little neighbor that they've been friends for, I don't know, forever, I guess now they've been to two parades <laughs> like, yeah. And with the caps and now the, and now the Nats and for game three, that was the Friday night game they lost at home. But, um, it was my nephew's ninth birthday. And, um, instead of getting little gift bags for the other kids who attended the thing, they bought them all the para shark breaking t-shirt. Oh yeah. Nice. And, uh, and it was just funny. And then I went to the parade with them over the weekend and um, yeah, it's just such a, uh, it has been a little, the, the other under, you know, I'm supposed to be just positive about this, but the good thing has been also enjoying this at the Redskins expense. It really, yeah, it really has been. Is- and I see these kids like Will and Teddy, those kids, they didn't even know there was a Nats game. I mean, a Redskins game on Sunday. They couldn't tell you who they were playing, what time the game was, what, where they, what their record was, but they knew what they were going to do on Saturday and that's go to a parade. <laughs> and, you know, yeah. that's the kind of thing that, um, yeah, changes a fan base entirely. And no, definitely. I don't want to sound like trick or treat. No, like, no. Over the past couple of years, we have seen so it's, I know Nats fans don't want to hear this, but there were always a ton of Bryce Harpers. Yep. And a lot of OVs and I never saw a single kid dress up as a Redskin. It's just, it's weird how growing up around here when that was the absolute king of the mountain franchise, the only thing. 
and now it's just like an also ran. I mean, yeah. you're more likely to find a kid wearing a Patrick Mahomes jersey yeah. at, at my kid's school yeah. than you are wearing a Dwayne Haskins. Yeah, yeah. Really what care player would you even care? Yeah, yeah. I know, but it is so. From my perspective, like it, it hurts as a Mets fan, but as a baseball fan, I am excited to see the excitement. It's always fun to see the community come together, particularly it's, when yeah. it's not around a team owned by Dan Snyder. That's right. That's um, exactly right. And like I said, I mean, it's it, how can you not be happy for a guy like Ryan Zimmerman? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, or, or even Strasburg. Yeah. Oh, I mean, especially yeah. Strasburg. That guy put up a lot of crap. He appears to have found something in himself and settled into just being himself and playing with confidence and filtering out all the noise. Mm-hmm. And it's it's tough to watch as particularly if you look at them, maybe signing him or Soto gives me nightmares <laughs> as a Mets fan, right, right. but man, they're, it, it's a fun ball club to watch as much as it is. No, say that. it was fun. Um, they were, they were, and, and so are the Astros. So the Astros, Astros are great. Great. I mean, Altuve, Altuve is so fun. And, oh my gosh. They're just, it, it was just a great world series. Yeah, so. it really was. Seeing all those, that so. pitching and, the, and this whole playoffs, I think for older guys like us seeing the return, you know, the Dodgers, Astros, and Nats were all pitching-driven teams. Yeah. And it was nice not to have, like, relievers in the third inning. And, and going back to the old baseball. Yeah, like a little hurt. bit of, like, <laughs> hey, yeah, we're going to actually, like, th- you know, these guys are good. Like, we're going to throw the big guys out there and see what happens. So, But, but the real the real baseball action happens next week when Alonzo and DeGrom get their awards. Well, so that's, as a Mets fan, I need to hang my head on individual awards. Alonzo scares no, me. No, Someday the Mets are going to figure out the rest of the things besides those two players. Um, yeah. Hopefully those two players will not be massively injured before then. Um, yeah, I hope so. But, yeah. No, I was going to say, Rob, uh, on the parade front or the yeah, parade antics, uh, first of all, big shout-out to JMU. 2016 was the first time. I don't remember there being a parade in 2004, um, but that was a pretty cool looking parade after they won the title. Yeah, the 2016 team won, right? Yeah, uh, it was more of the Friday Night Lights variety. Like, yeah, but it was more cool, like sepia toned, like kind of tugging at the heartstrings versus the all out debauchery. Of, yeah, of but I don't even know. Cast. I don't remember if the students were even like fully back in school, and so it was truly a community yeah. event. And it was, it was cool. pretty cool. Was really neat. Yeah, I thought yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, it was. And then I, I like, I, I got to say, I like anything that's like sort of, you know, city specific, right? So I, I don't root for anything Boston related, but the duck boats is pretty cool. You know, that's kind of their thing. Um, I heard a story recently on um, the podcast, the Joe Posnanski mm-hmm. and Michael Shore thing. Oh, God. <clears throat> and they were recording from Wrigley and they had, I forget it was, some former ball player on it. And he... He was talking about one guy. This is the worst story I've ever told because I don't remember any of the names. Yeah. But evidently there was some guy who's known as like the greatest teammate in baseball. Okay. And in midseason trades, guys got traded to the Red Sox. And the first thing he did when the guy walked in the locker room would be like, hey, you got to choose your duck boat. And the guy's like, what? He's like, which duck boat you want to go on? We're winning the oh, title. Nice. And that just set the tone. And I thought that was the greatest thing. And it really was great. But this is. is a terrible story because remember who it was. So. <laughs> That's funny. But no, the duck the duck boats aren't neat. Um, yep. It's just gotten kind of tired with the fact that they truck them out every three weeks when Boston wins titles. Sure. Um, so that, I got one more, but what what about you, Rob? Well, it's got to be. I mean, as a Caps fan, yeah. it's the fountains, right? It is. The, yeah, the fountains is amazing. I mean, that's the all-time greatest. Oh, yeah. It's just got to be the, the team. And again, kind of the Nats-Caps bromance. Oh, going on. That was you tweeted that out about – here are the locations of all the fountains. That was yeah. pretty great. <laughs> what was funnier? I mean, well, that if you remember, the fountains came after a Nats game. Yeah. Where, like, yes. every 10 minutes of the game, 
Ovi didn't know what was going on. He kept just like hoisting up the cup and they were chugging yeah. beers and then they went right to the fountain. And went, like that kind of set the bar. I don't think you'll ever see a team outdo that. No, although they tried to return the favor last night with the uh, riding around with their shirts off on the Zamboni. Yeah, yeah. and doing the Yoshi chugs yes, yes. in the locker room yes. every 10 minutes. <laughs> oh, and I have to say one thing, Rob, for both of us who live here. Uh, this was I did not get to go in twenty uh, into the Caps parade, but I got to go this weekend. And um, one thing that makes it really special to live here for a parade, and we hadn't seen one in all these years, is uh, one of the few cities in the country that has a a space that's sort of designated for this type of activity. Yeah, right. I mean, one of the difficult things I was thinking people kept putting up the Astros thing where the people pass the hat up the parking garage from a couple years ago. And I remember when the Cavaliers won in Cleveland, they had, you know, a massive crowd, but it was that actually scared me though, with the people like hanging off the park. Seven garage. stories up. Yeah, yeah, that was that was scary. And it looks cool and it looks, you know, it, it, I, I guess I mean it's fun for those fans. I don't I think everybody But it's not Constitution Avenue. But it's not the it's mall not or Constitution yeah. Avenue, right? I mean, we're and I, we were kind of laughing about it where they let everyone we are are like one of the few cities where we have part of the city where really nobody lives. Like mm-hmm. on a Saturday, there's nobody. We're not in anyone's way by doing that. Um, and obviously, did you go parade route or did you go by the stage? I we did parade route. So we and then we kind of walked up. Now the Caps parade was the Caps had it set. I don't know what the story is with the mall restoration and there were some some of the grassy areas are blocked off still. But the Caps was cooler in terms of the stage because the Caps stage was on the mall, yeah. right? And this week the stage was still on constitution you know sort of at the end of constitution down by the capitol um so it's a little but the parade route i mean that's a really cool parade route with i mean we were in front of american history this week and you know you got american history natural history the, the national gallery yeah. the archives yeah. i mean that's a cool route compared to oh, a lot of cities i mean it's uh, awesome i mean look so picturesque, new york, so yeah i mean I, new york's amazing if they, when they do the ticker tape and the canyon of heroes yeah and... it's a little harder now it's funny because they you know, in the old days, the windows used to open on those buildings. Mm-hmm. And now I, I have to assume none of those taller buildings, you know, nothing, nothing actually opens. Um, but that's really not. cool. And I'm sure there are other cities that we miss. But I, it, I was made aware. I, I did think about it this weekend. I was like, we're so lucky. Like, we took the Metro to Smithsonian and, you know, get to walk out on the mall. Like, we have a space just for this kind of thing. Um, yeah, for the cap spray. Yeah, me and the boys, and then went with like Yari and and Million and his kid. We went and did the stage, and it was fun. We had a really good time. Yeah, being right there on the mall, they were. But if I, we told everybody going to the Nats one, like prioritize the parade route. It's more fun. Now. You, you actually get up closer with the players, and you can see things. Yeah, because there's a lot of waiting around if you just wait for the stage, and yeah, everything's delayed, and. It's like being in college, you know, when, when people are drinking like the players were, things tend to take a little bit longer than you think they would. Um, oh, yeah. But it is one thing I will say that's neat, too. Like, I know people criticize the Nats TV crew, and I will jump right on that criticizing <laughs> at a letter. But they've got great radio broadcast crew. Great crew. Yeah. Great. And, like, I think that's just, like, as baseball fans, mm-hmm. that's just – there's something that just kind of so – kind of, like, it just it's just, like – homey and it makes you feel part of the community mm-hmm. even if you're not a fan of the team like i'm not i will listen to nats games on the radio just because it seems like such a more personal thing it does and, and their their radio crew is top notch they are and those two guys i i did i'm not i'm not sure that i'd ever seen them like 
those voices no. do not match yeah. those faces. No, not at all. But, um, that was kind of funny this weekend. I will say on the TV crew, Rob, I agree with you. Um, but my mother mm-hmm. is a huge FP fan. And oh. I will say that, um, you know, her feeling is she's learned a lot about the game. Now, part of it is I don't think she ever cared until the last 15 yeah. years. You know, I don't think she, yeah. she was someone who went to Senators games as a kid and then didn't watch baseball for that 35 years mm-hmm. and has watched again and is a huge Zimmerman fan, you know, and um, has loved this team for the last, certainly for the last 10 years, you know, since the 2012 sort of since they got good again. Um, yeah. you know, and, and so who knows? I mean, everybody to each their own. I, I'm with yeah. you though. Um, and, yeah, and I right, wanted I to credit, I should last thing on the announcing front. I, I get so mad at Joe Buck a lot of times. I thought he was pretty, I thought he was really good. Yeah, I thought actually. he was pretty good in the world series. And, yeah. and I thought in that game six with the Trey Turner play, um, I thought he was appropriately like, you know, he wasn't apologizing for the umpires. <laughs> like and that was where I expected him to kind of take the company line. And he wasn't yelling and screaming or being upset, but I thought he was being fair about like, you're really going to call this? <laughs> like, you know? Yeah. Uh, like, I don't dislike Aikman like a lot of right. people do, but I will say, I think Buck is better with Smoltz. Yeah. Smoltz is so doing good. baseball yeah. than he is with Aikman. Yeah. Um, and I'm no big, I mean, geez, as a Giants fan, yeah. as a Mets fan, I've no fan. Yeah, you're not a small fan. Small. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, but they work well together. They're good. Yeah. I guess just moving on. The other one we're not talking about in terms of. Oh yeah. Um, celebrations. Ashlyn Harris after the Women's World Cup. Oh, heck yeah. This year, <laughs> that Instagram story is either the stuff of legend or the stuff of like parent night. Delete your account. Yes. Like I don't know. Like you're effing welcome for this content, bitch. Or like, like parent Screaming, we want Pino. <laughs> You know, feeding she was feeding her teammate apples. It was just weird dousing her, her fiance in beer. I mean, it was just that was crazy. And it was like she became kind of a viral sensation for it was pretty remarkable for somebody who didn't even see the field in the yes, tournament. That's right, I know. But that that was kind of next level Instagram peak twenty nineteen celebration. Yeah, that was. I forgot about that one. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Um and you got any others? No, I I think I was just I was thinking about Boston and New York are the, the first places that come to mind on the parades because they've obviously had a lot. Um, and then all our DC stuff the last couple of years, but yeah. And then I, I got one more yeah. and this is just from the, no. I got to get something from my giants, but yeah. this is more from the fans. Google Joe Whelan giants fan. This is a guy who, when the giants won in 08, he had passes to city hall. Like you can get tickets there and you sit around and he didn't like where he was sitting, so he just went up on stage and sat with the team uh-huh. and just acted like he was supposed, supposed to, be, to there be there and got away with it the whole day. They escorted – it's the funniest thing. you got to go back and read it. I don't know if you can still find it. Uh-huh. There are all sorts of stories that wouldn't happen. But he just sat down with the team on the stage and then got into the bus with the Mara family, <laughs> went back to the stadium, proceeded to go to the locker room with the players, staff, family, friends. He was signing autographs because people just oh, assumed he was totally a kicker. I see it. Yeah, and he spent the whole day. He was just like a diehard, like totally see fan. it. And for me, so like you've got the OV thing, you've got you know the Nats having fun and running out with your teammates. But as a fan, kind of the weird voyeuristic, like oh yeah, you shouldn't be. It's just that's like every kid's fantasy. If you're not going to win, to actually be there, like uh, one of Sam's buddies got VIP tickets this weekend to the tournament or to the parade. Yeah, and I'm getting autographs and everything like that. And that's just amazing as a little kid. But as an adult, there's almost more of an 
like guilty pleasure. Oh my gosh, am I getting away with this aspect? Oh yeah. So. Well, we kind of joked about it at the parade this weekend because we were like, my nephew and his buddy, like, you know, there were all these little league kids, and yep. like th- we totally could have just like put them over the thing, and if they just acted like they belong there, nobody would have said anything. Like they yeah, could have hung out put, the whole. Put on a natural. Yeah, I think uh, fine. I think McCabe and Halpern's kid was in the parade this weekend. Like, oh my god! Through, Did you like, see the, the stuff little... she posted on Facebook? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, exactly. He texted her, "Oh my gosh, I got Corbin's autograph on a Fritos bag." <laughs> that was awesome. She said, "I hadn't <laughs> heard from him in like four hours." I'm, I'm that made my him day. Like a bunch of times. Now I'm getting worried, and then this is what I see. Yeah, yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, no, I, I was thinking about that, and they do all these like you know random. There were just it's a lot of people in the parade in between the player buses just yeah. walking along and i was thinking like yeah if you just acted like you owned it you could totally go in the parade totally <laughs> yeah know? like yeah. they have no idea what's going no, on no and they're all drunk no everybody that. the whole place is, it was awesome so yep. i learned this weekend um if you get the chance go to the parade people that that's the one thing i would say if, if there's a parade near you and you have the chance go um it was great to see uh saw tyler and betsy out there saw Drake out there it was great to see everybody so rob um, I will talk to you next week when we have football back in our lives. And uh, hopefully, hopefully, JMU. A couple basketball victories under our belt. Yeah, that would be even better. Um, I love Coach O saying the goal is to go undefeated at the combo. Um, yeah, with Maryland coming next week, that's no small uh, – that's, yeah, that's, that's a we're flag. going to the moon sort of goal. Yeah, why not? Yeah. So um, we'll see what happens this weekend. We'll have lots of basketball and football to talk about next week. Uh, certainly be zeroing in on the playoffs one way or the other next week. Rob, good talking with you and uh, talk to you next week, I guess. Yeah. Thanks again, Coach. I really enjoyed having him on tonight. Yeah. Have a good week, everybody. Go Dukes.